my goodness gracious, how are we doing today? I'm doing splendid. I'm doing splendid as well. Splendiferous. Splendiferous. Ah, there we go. Sorry, I've just been, I've been dealing with my mic and my headphone settings. I can finally hear myself. I love to listen to myself talk, so i got to make sure I can hear everything coming through my headphones. It's been another uh, interesting week of fantasy football, of football in general. Interesting. Uh, I think before we get into the football, we should just go like speed round, like two minutes, talk about uh, Damian Lillard going to the bus. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So uh, it was a three way trade. Three way trade. This between is basketball, the Suns. by the way. This is basketball. Uh, the Suns, the Bucks, and the Blazers. Uh, basically. The outcome is the Blazers got Drew Holiday yeah. and DeAndre Ayton from, from the, the, Bucks. the Bucks and the Suns. Right. And the Suns got some depth, uh, and the Bucks got uh, Damian Lillard. Okay. And then subsequently, Drew Holiday was traded to the uh, Boston Celtics. Immediately. Like pretty much like right after. They flipped For uh, Malcolm Brogdon. And Robert Williams. Which was another big block. Which is another big one. Reverberations so, in the NBA landscape so approaching just, the season start. I mean, the Eastern Conference just looks completely different now. Um, I mean, the Boston Celtics look completely It's the new look Celtics. It's I mean, the new look Celtics. When you I think about like that starting lineup, it's Chris Stapps, Porzingis, Drew Holiday, uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. And Al Horford. And Al Horford. And Al Horford. <laughs> and the old man Al. Old man Al Horford, Batman yeah. himself. Um, Which is kind of insane. I'm proud of the Celtics for doing something about it because... Well, I'm, they're just like a well-run organization. Yeah, it's right. Because like, like, they could have very well just tried to run it again and been completely fine. But It's an arms race. It's, it's an arms race, and it's you know it's been the last two years, and they haven't really done much with it. I mean, they lost to Miami. Um, last year in rather heartbreaking fashion, if memory yeah. serves. Well, they are definitely going balls to the wall with so, this stuff. I'm proud of them. That is how you should be running any sports organization is just staying on top of things, making trades, out with the old, in with the new, mm-hmm. typically serves you well. I'm happy to see some fresh faces in new places. And how about Lillard on the Bucks? I mean, I don't really care about it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> frankly, just because... The Bucks to me is already are, are uh, a pretty complete roster, if you ask me. It's kind of like the Chris Paul trade to the Warriors. It's just like, like that that happened. You know, I would have liked to see him <laughs> a little. I would have liked to see him somewhere where he was. It's like a little more, different you know? from Chris Paul to the Warriors, though, because it's just like Damian Lillard. Like what he's doing right now is like in a different league than what Chris Paul is doing. If that makes sense, you could say so. I think in my head they're just kind of like shorter aged shooters um that are now on a team is well, that is that well Damian Lillard averaged like 32 points last season okay and uh Chris Paul was probably like 12 points okay so a little a bit of, of a discrepancy between the of, two yeah um interesting I think it'll be really interesting, uh, the interaction between Giannis uh, yeah. and him. I think that's what I'm looking forward to most. Giannis and Damian Lillard pick and roll. Uh, I mean, just the offensive firepower of those two together is kind of it's gonna be good. E- exciting. Um, also, Chris Middleton, don't forget. Um, also, I think it should be said that the, with the d- defensive backcourt of Giannis and Brooke Lopez, yeah. uh, Damian Lillard might look a little bit better as a defender. Sure, uh, I'd say so. Because he can uh, give a little bit more effort on defense and not have to worry and about take it. more risks yeah. and then be, he's still got like two really good defenders like in the paint behind him. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, I mean, it'll be f- really fun to watch. I'm really looking forward to it. I saw like the photos and like the videos of him in the Bucks jersey. It was kind of weird. Kind of surreal. It was honestly. really weird. How, I mean, how many years was he in? His entire career. Really? Yeah. But how many years is that? 12, maybe? Wow. I don't know. Like 10? 10, 10 years? Wow. NBA season, three weeks from today. Wow. Tip That's off. So close. Let's go. Um, we're close. We're going to be overwhelmed. It's, it, it'll be fun. It'll yeah. be, it's, we're, it's, it's we're a good to problem to have. Quick. Uh, oh, please. We will be completely fine. And having a lot to talk about is always a good problem. 
to yeah. have. Speaking of having a lot to talk about, Finn, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, but enough about me. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Let's get into some of the scores from last week. You're not going to ask how I'm doing? No. Um, all right, Lion <laughs> Packers started off 34 to 20 in an absolute clobbering yep, and embarrassment, um, embarrassing home loss at Lambeau Field. I would be ashamed think, to be a Packers fan right now. I think it's honestly like the Packers had a really easy uh, first few, two few games, games yeah. starting out, and then and Atlanta is, came to town. And this is a bit more like realistic, like to expectations. Uh, sure, I think they still put up a fight. You know, like I mean, they had a little fight in them. I just think that the I said last week that the Lions were just kind of like a tier above them. Oh, definitely. And they yeah. kind of just played in their own league. And they're they're a little bit more seasoned. You know, they're a little. Bit I'd more, say seasoned is a good word for they're it. They're a little bit more, um, you know, tested. I guess some of the guys there are a little older in the on the Lions. Like they're they've got a little bit more. Um, sure. I mean the the Packers are a really young team right now. Yeah, they might be. They may have taken the throne of. The Lions, I mean, it's crazy to say now, but some of the Lions' younger guys are now in their third or fourth year, which is kind of funny to say. Seahawks are kind of in the in same, the same boat, boat, yeah, which is funny. Uh, um, speaking of Seahawks. Speaking yeah, of Seahawks. And speaking of another national God, television embarrassment. God, I just, like, I'm so glad I'm not a Giants fan. Like, after that, yeah. that was just, that was brutal. Um, that was sad. 11 sacks uh, for the Seahawks. Uh, on Monday a pick night, six. which is a pick six, ele- eleven sacks is a uh, Monday night football record for sacks in wow. a game, uh, and then a pick six. Uh, Devin Witherspoon, our first round pick, is it Devin or is it Devon? I think it's Devin. I've always said Devon. It doesn't have like a little apostrophe, so I feel like yeah, probably Devin. A chain, it's Devon A chain because he has a little apostrophe. But oh really? Devin Witherspoon doesn't. Oh okay. Well, so that makes sense. I think it's Devin. Uh, I might be wrong though, but um, we'll fact check that later. Yeah, man, he just looked insane. Like, yeah, he had the ninety-seven yard uh, pick six. It was just a really <sighs> exhilarating defensive showing, which is kind of rare nowadays in this offensive-oriented league of ours. Yeah, um, a shellacking. A shellacking. May you say? Yeah, perhaps. And the, the Seahawks' offense wasn't even playing <laughs> really that well. He like, didn't even have to do anything. They perfect. like they didn't play very well. I mean, they. DK had a touchdown, um, and Kenneth Walker had a touchdown, but they started on really with really good field positioning every time. Yeah. I say enjoy this victory because you definitely know about your schedule yeah. coming up. Going forward, the Seahawks you have are two easy wins. Going through a gauntlet. You have two easy wins with the Bengals, which is crazy. They need the to rest up for this bye because cause our bye is this week. Right. We need to like get our rest because Post by we just it's like <laughs> get ready it's the gauntlet. So you we have, read out the teams. Yeah, the last couple. This is literally the last. Just read, go through all the like in our, in order. Like okay, so after the bye, you have the Bengals. Okay, the we Cardinals. Can win. We can win. The Browns. We'll see. We'll see. The Ravens. Okay. The Commanders. Commanders, we can win. The Rams. Rams is kind of also. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Then you got the Niners, the Cowboys. The, the Niners, Niners again. And the Eagles. The Eagles. Yeah, that four-week stretch is like... That is going to be bad, that is bad, bad, bad. You guys better hope that you guys get your... I hope we go one and three in that in that stretch. You got to... I mean, you could probably take one off of Dallas. I'd say. I think we could take one off of the Niners. Well, yeah, because you're playing them twice. And it's just spin, like... Which is in really, division, I think anything can happen, really. It's really messed up that you guys are playing the Niners one week, and then you have a week rest, and then you play the Niners again. Like, this... Yeah. Schedule person kind of made a little oopsies. No, the Seahawks are definitely in for a rough uh, season. Yeah, going forward. Speaking of a rough season, the Bengals. Bengals are just not lost by twenty four. Not <laughs> to the Titans. Good and the Titans. People thought were bad. I guess they are, but the Bengals are worse. No, they're still bad. I think the Titans had their. I think everyone's just figured Vrabel out. Not there's been a lot sorry. of blowouts this week. Yeah, I mean, 30, a, 38 to 3. I think most of the games this week were blowouts. It was... I mean, let's look. Like, how I many think one the Lions-Packers score... game was, was not as close as it looked. Were there any one-score games other than the Broncos-Bears? Broncos-Bears was a one-score game. Rams-Colts was a one-score game. Commanders-Eagles was a one-score game. Raiders-Chargers, Chiefs-Jets. So there were a lot of one-score games. Um, but there were a lot more blowouts. Yeah. So Falcons, Jags, Jags, 
definitely in Andy's bedroom toy yeah, store. Beat, beat the Dol- uh, the Bills blew out the Dolphins. Yeah, which was awesome. Uh, that, was, that was a great game. The Ravens just sh- destroyed the Browns Shalag. with their rookie QB. Also welcomed. Which uh, was interesting. Welcome to the NFL. Texans uh, destroyed the Steelers. CJ yeah, Stroud. seriously. Buccaneers destroyed the Saints. Uh, Titans destroyed the Bengals. Cowboys just like humiliated the Patriots. <laughs> uh, 49ers destroyed the Cardinals. Like, and the, the Seahawks yeah, destroyed the Giants. Yeah. And I think the Packers, uh, the final score isn't as bad, but they definitely like. They didn't have the game. They ever. they got pretty handsomely defeated. So yeah. I would say that that is like more than half, definitely. Yeah, I'd of say the so. games. Looking forward to next week. Yeah. We've got a couple good matchups. The Thursday night SmackDown, the game of the century. Bears Commanders. Jesus. Who's ready? <laughs> Who's ready? No, you know what I'm looking forward for to? For depression. <laughs> Jets Broncos. Oh. That's a real high flying. Lick your chops. Get ready. Jesus. I think Packers Raiders Monday night is going to be a good game. I'm liking. I'm looking forward to uh, Chiefs Vikings. Chiefs Vikings should probably be good. Game. Eagles Rams. I feel like the Rams could. Uh, I think that also the uh, Panthers will be competitive against the Lions. Um, they usually are. They usually they're good at staying in. Is going to be the Texans and the Falcons. Let's just say that. Really, two young teams. But the Falcons are so <laughs> bad. They're so yeah. boring. But they also they have uh, Bijan, and they have Kyle Pitts. And they have a young team, and it's gonna be electric. It, if there's, I just wouldn't describe the Falcons as electric. <laughs> Cowboys 49ers will be interesting. I say it in a loving way. And yes, I do agree that Cowboys 49ers, because this is the. Both, I trust. I think this is both teams' first real test. Yeah. And I, I think I trust uh, the 49ers' offense more than the Dallas offense. Okay. But I think the Cowboys' defense is just like is an, a more, hair above. Yeah, the it's Niners, more capable yeah. of swinging it to the Cowboys. Just because, like, the Niners' defense is really good, but yeah. the Cowboys' defense is, like, a really good, like, turnover. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, it can swing games, and that's why we, we've seen so many blowouts. We will see who will pick up the slack for what unit here. Exactly. I'm interested. This is going to be... This game might be one on special teams. This is a Sunday night game, too, so I'd say that this is a must-watch, most definitely. This game... The Giants game, underrated uh, yesterday, was the uh, impact of the Seahawks special teams because special teams is what kind of put us in really good positioning, like most of our drives. Yeah, you had a muff punt at the beginning, and there was another couple good special teams plays. Cowboys 49ers might come down to special teams. I'm looking... mm, I think it's going to all depend on how Dak plays, honestly, because he hasn't had any... Like really good, like pressuring teams. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm. I really. I don't think that the Cowboys are gonna win, but we're gonna see. We're gonna see, for sure. Um, I think that's about everything. I think we should hop into stuff. I've got a lot planned. You want to start with starts and sits just to begin? Yeah, you have those prepared. I have those prepared. Play the sound effect, Finn. Good Bad More presents this week's fantasy picks. <laughs> oh, I love that sound effect. Speaking of sound effects, um, bad news. We couldn't figure it out for a second time because it is a disc issue in terms of uploading it onto the Chapman shared drive. Yeah, well... We'll get it figured out for you guys. We pr- we really do promise, and it's not like this isn't for lack of effort here. We're, uh, yeah, we have them loaded up and ready to go. <laughs> like, we have, like, so many good sound effects that we just really want to fucking use. Like, it's so sad. Um, anyways, last week, starts and sits. I think, I think, I think, I think we kind of did a little bit better than we usually do. I think, looking at mine... There were a couple scratches, namely with my start, Luke Musgrave, and my start, Javonta Williams. 
Yeah, let me. I'm gonna check a second. Those are scratches, just because both of those handsome young men got injured. However, some of the other ones were pretty good. I got Adam Thielen right. Yeah. Uh, Elijah Moore. I said start, but I did not know that Deshaun oh, Watson was out. Yeah, well, that was a last minute decision. So I'm gonna call that a uh, not my fault. Uh, <laughs> All right. I'm not. That's just a scratch. Two uh, two Atwell. If I remember, did not have as good of a game. No, not at all. Let's see what he put up. It was like seven points, I think. Um, and then Javante Williams at Chicago was injured, mm-hmm. so another scratch there. That's true. Uh, I said sit Derrick Henry. Got that wrong. Uh, sit James Conner, which I think I also got wrong. Um, no, James Conner was a good sit. Yeah. Uh, against the 49ers. And Zach Ertz, I got it right until the last, like... Garbage time. Garbage <laughs> time when they threw it to him, like, five times in a row. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry. Oh, well. So, I think I did okay. I said sit the Cleveland running backs. Uh, I was right about that. Yeah. Um, we had a couple smash hits, I'd say. Yeah. I think my smash hits were Jameer Gibbs and Aaron Jones telling you all to sit, I'd say. Yeah, that Aaron Jones was a really good one. I know. Calvin Ridley, he had a touchdown, but he only had like two other catches. George Pickens was a good sit as well. Start C.J. Stroud. Start C.J. Stroud. Okay. Luke Musgrave, did he get injured? Zach Moss was kind of a light because he only got like, you know, nine and a half, ten, depending on half PPR. Yeah. And then I said, just a bonus start, 2-2 at well. Then I said, sit Alvin Kamara, which... Ooh, he had a good week. He had 15. See, in my head, he really didn't have a good week. But he did. He, he just had, four, had he had so catches. much volume. Had, like That's what it means. That's it, all it is, though, you know? It was just so... He had 13 <laughs> catches. He had 13 receptions for 33 yards and like, 11 for like 51. Two like, yards of reception. It was so bad. Like, it's, he just, like, but the whole thing, it's such a shitty game. It's the volume. And that can kind of explain why Chris Olave only got, like, 0.5 points yeah. because Derek Carr was just fucking checking it down. Like Derek Carr's nobody's not the business. guy. No, not at all. He's not. Well... Well, he's a below average NFL quarterback. He's just right like now. aggressively average, and not in the sense where he's, he's like just like kinda, just below average. He's he's not like kind of good at like he's not like average at everything. He has just some valuable tools that kind of only work. What we're seeing, it, it kind of only works against certain teams. But I just think as like a playmaker and like the head on his shoulders is very very much below average. Um, the head on his shoulders. The head is on below his shoulders. Average. He is not a smart quarterback. Honestly, just... he makes some very <laughs> bad decisions. Okay. Um, let's, he's let's he's also practice. he's also ugly. Let's do our starts. He's <laughs> ugly and he's he wears, gross. He wears eyeshadow. <laughs> okay, my start of the week is Javonta Williams, guys. <laughs> It's going to happen this week <laughs> against the Jets. Uh, for, for real? No. Okay. I'm, I'm so done. You dude. want me to do mine first? No, I'll keep going. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm so sad that Javonta Williams is just, ooh, it really hurts me. It hurts me so bad. Uh, my start of the week is also Terry McLaurin, though. And I like what I'm seeing from San Howell. I like what I was seeing against the Eagles. We had a, a, a quite above average Eagles secondary. Terry McLaurin finding some open space. Sam Howell lofting it downfield. I'm loving that, getting good targets, just making me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. My Thursday start of the week, of course, is DJ Moore because I got to have a Thursday uh, Thursday start. If I'm Matt Eber Dufus, uh, Eberflus, who choked the game against the Broncos like a boss, um, if I'm looking at that game, I'm thinking, like, once we get the passing game going and once we're using those weapons like Cole Komet and DJ Moore, that's when we start to, like, win some games. Justin Fields has the capacity to be an above-average passer. I'll just say that. So I think the game plan next week is going to be a lot more kind of design plays, manufactured touches for the Bears pass catchers. I'm looking for DJ Moore, Yak Monster. And then my what-the-hell start of the week, I'm looking at Darren Waller. With uh, against the, the the Miami Dolphins, Miami tight ends 
against Miami are averaging half of a touchdown, seven targets, and 50 yards on six receptions. So, Who have the Dolphins played so far? We're looking at the Bills, the Broncos. Uh, who did they play the first two weeks? I think the Patriots. Yeah. And Patriots. then... So, I mean, none of those are... And the Chargers. Like, oh, none of those are me. super, like, crazy tight end teams. So Not super crazy tight end teams. I, I, I'll believe that. I'll buy into that. I think that if I'm looking at Vrabel, like, shit, like, Daniel Jones can't do anything, right? Just chuck it. I don't know. We're going to have to see. My sit of the week is Jacoby Myers with... Uh, I was almost said Derek Carr, which is hilarious. Jimmy Garoppolo out with a concussion. You have what's-his-toes as under center as a quarterback, and Jacoby Myers just can't – he just doesn't have room in this offense. He does when there's enough passing volume. Yeah, I know. It's a two-man show. I know, which is passing great. I mean, game. come on. that's It's a great fantasy duo, and I'm, I love to see it. I want to be a part of it. I want to have jo- uh, Jacoby Myers on one of my teams, but for now I'm just going to say sit. Mm. Uh, Miles Sanders against Detroit. I'm expecting Dusty Sanders to. And if he doesn't play, are you starting Chuba Hubbard? No, I'm not starting Chuba Hubbard. I'm not starting any of the Panthers' backfield. I'm not starting any Panthers' pass catcher, except their name is maybe DJ Moore. But Panthers? Yeah, DJ Moore's not on the Panthers. Or sorry, DJ. Sorry, DJ Chark. Excuse you think me. DJ Chark is gonna be better than Adam Thielen. Um. You know what the fuck? Yeah, I think DJ Moore is going to have a better game than Adam Thielen. All right, before I do my starts and sits, we're going to play... You want to put money on that? No, before I do my <laughs> starts and sits, we're going to play no. a little game I, I just came up with today. Wait, wait, said Jalen Waddle. Okay, that's it. It's, it's called... Are you ready? It's called... <clears throat> I'm ready. <clears throat> Let's play a game. Adam Thielen or Amon Ra. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you a stat. <laughs> and you're going to tell me okay. whether it's Adam Thielen or Amon Ross St. Brown. Okay. All right? Let's do it. Hit me. Who is, the, who is ranked as the wide receiver five for the rest of the season by Fantasy Pros? Who is ranked the wide receiver five on yeah. the year for the rest of the season as on Fantasy Pros? Based off what? Half PPR. Okay. Hmm. This is a gimme. It's Amon Ross St. Brown. It's Amon Ross. And Adam Thielen is wide receiver 43. Wow. Ranked 43rd. Okay. All right. Who has 56.8 half PPR fantasy points? Over four games. Over four games. 56.8. So like 12 and a half around there. Averaging yeah. twelve and a half. I'm gonna say fifty six point eight. Let's see. Amon Ra had a couple like injured game. I'm gonna say Adam Thielen. That's correct. Okay. Uh, Amon Ra has fifty six point five. Wow, really? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Total receptions. Twenty six over the course of the season. Twenty six receptions. Who, which of them has twenty six? I'm probably gonna say Amon Ra. That's correct. Adam okay. Thielen has twenty seven. What? All right, receiving yards, three hundred and thirty-one. Oh my God! That is, okay. That's, Who has this? Is a really Adam big... Thielen or Amon Ra have three hundred and thirty-one? This is kind of a this is a yards. more challenging one. Um, I'll give you I'll give you the other one too, so you can figure out which is which. Really? It's one three hundred thirty-one or two hundred eighty-seven. Really? Oh so man! One of them has three hundred thirty-one, and one of them has two hundred eighty-seven. I'm going to say Amon Ra has the higher receiving yards and Adam Thielen has the lower one. That's correct. Oh. Thanks for playing. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I got another one for you before we go to mine. <laughs> I'm ready for – is this one a real stumper? This one's really good. This All is right. – let's play a game. Is this player Rashad White or Josh Jacobs? Oh God, I don't want to talk about Josh Jacobs. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it a little different this time. Okay. So I'm going to give you both, and you're going to tell me which one is Rashad White and which one is Josh Jacobs. Okay. okay. The RB28 and the RB3, ranked by Fantasy Pros and half PPR. Josh Jacobs has the RB3. 
and Rashad White yeah, had 28. Yeah. Half PPR fantasy points. Which one has 40 and which one is 49? Total? Total. Okay, so Josh Jacobs' first three games had like eight, seven, and then nine, and then he had like 24. So that's 15. What is, wait, wait, what are the ones? 40 and 49. I'm going to say Josh Jacobs is 49 and then Rashad White is 40. That's correct. Yes. Okay, total touches. Ooh. How many times they've touched the ball? 76 and 80. Really? It's that close? Yeah. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, shit, it's basically a toss-up. I'm going to say Rashad White, 76, and Josh Jacobs is 80. Yep. Oh, let's go. All right. Yards per carry. You ready? Oh, my God. Okay. One of them is 3.3, and then the other is 2.7. Oh, really? <laughs> which is which? That was a horrible, horrible. Those are two <laughs> horrible numbers to choose from. Um, <laughs> Who's worse? <laughs> oh my god, I gotta readjust. That made me uncomfortable. That like it, gave me a body. Oh my god, chills. <laughs> Literal chills from that. Um, Rashad White, three point three. Josh Jacobs, two point seven. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Receptions. Okay. Okay. Who has 18 receptions and who has 13 receptions? Josh Jacobs has 18 receptions. That's and Rod Rashad White has 13. Which of them has eight red zone touches? I'm not going to give you the other one. This one's Rashad White. He has eight red zone touches. They both have eight red no zone way. touches. No way. They do. God, that is so embarrassing. One <laughs> is the RB3 and one is the RB28. That's ridiculous. So there's really not that much. We love that. Uh, separating them statistically. And one is Amon Raza, the wide receiver five. That, the thing that separates Josh Jacobs from Rashad White is he has five more receptions. That's it? That's that's pretty, pretty much, much it. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty much all that's like separating them. Because um, hmm. Rashad White gets more yards per carry, and they both have one touchdown. So... Hmm. Thanks for playing. Thanks for playing. <laughs> Thanks for playing this, my horrible, game. this horrible, horrible game. Yeah. I just think it's important to put it into context that rankings aren't always reality. No, not at all. Adam Thielen is producing similar numbers to Amon Ra, who is an Amon Ra, to be fair, injured. Yeah. Well, injured. I mean, it's like Relative an injured Amon Ra. He's played Ra. in all of the Yeah, games. an injured Amon Ra and Adam Thielen. I mean, it's not bad. So wide receiver 43 and wide receiver 5. I think that's ridiculous. I think 43 is way too low for Adam Thielen. I think, I mean, he's he's like a, a wide receiver 2 option. Yeah, yeah. Like low-end wide receiver 2. Yeah. I mean, like, he's so, not a bad play any week. Um, shoot, would you play him yeah. against the Lions? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He's getting the volume. Like he's a great flex play, a hundred percent. Well, what are you, what are your starts and sits? Well, let me let me bring up my computer here. <laughs> funny that you should ask. Funny that you should ask. Oh, uh, my care. first one is gonna be Garrett Wilson. I think Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. I would start. Wow. Against oh, the Bre- I like Brees Hall. I tried to trade for him. I know. I talked to you about. that. I think that if you're trying to trade for them, do it before this week, Fuck, because the Broncos are, like, historically, like, this year, like, one of the worst defenses, like, and it will help, it helps that there was a 70-point game put up on them. Yeah. But so far this year, I'm like... I'm just shocked that their secondary is so bad. They're just, like, they're awful. They're, like, the Bears put up how many points? 24? 28. 28? It was 28 to 31, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 28 points from the Bears. Like, one of the worst, most predictable. Jets, I'd say for Jets offensive players, they have some of the the best schedule coming up. So, definitely, I'm saying start Garrett Wilson. Yeah, that's a really good play. I like that. Uh, I'd say start, yeah, start both of them. Um, And then, I also think that against the Raiders, you can start Romeo Dobbs. Really? Yes. I would say Not Christian, well... Christian Watson is good. Is this under the assumption that Christian Watson is a must-start every week now or a flex? flex I think that Christian Watson... Is he like a flex play to you? Flex. Yeah, I think that all of them kind of are in the same echelon. Okay. In my opinion, Jaden Reed, too. Jaden Reed, yeah. I think it's Jalen, Jaden, 
something Jaden Reed. Uh, they're all kind of in a similar tier. They're all pretty. They're all very talented. Jaden um, Reed, yeah. Until one like really distinguishes themselves from yeah, the rest. It's kind of kind of reminds me of the the Texans situation. Jaden Reed has the most um, red zone targets, huh. so that's something to watch. Um, Fun. I do think that if Miles Sanders is out, you should start Chuba Hubbard. Um, especially considering how many players are out on bye. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that yeah, that's definitely something to look it's so, at. It's so weird that we're already on bye now. I know. And uh, yeah, those are all the ones I was thinking of. Um, I'd say that definitely fire up your Cardinals players if you have Marquise Brown, yeah, James Conner. Also, someone that you should be looking to play against the Bengals for sure. Definitely. Um, yeah, Cardinals offense looking pretty solid. Do you wanna, you wanna do your sits? Do you wanna do my sits? I already did. I said oh, Jacoby did? Myers, Miles Sanders, oh, right, right. and then Jalen Waddle. I just kind of snuck that one in. Okay. Yeah, I'd say for my sits, uh, I mean it's tough, but. Calvin Ridley is not looking very good so far compared to expectations. That's a tough. It's a it's a tough sit to make, I'd say. Yeah. I think you, that you really want to hope as like a Calvin Ridley owner for all you Calvin Ridley owners out there. I don't like I don't know what to tell you. He just kind of blows. <laughs> yeah. Like, against the Bills too, it's just not going to be I good. would sit Najee Harris for sure. Would you play any Jags? Against Pass the Bills. catcher against the Bills. I, I'm playing Christian Kirk every week. I think. Really yeah. over Calvin Ridley? Yeah. Wow. I think that Christian Kirk Ooh. has shown who he is in okay. his offense. He has the trust of the quarterback. Um, he's that repertoire. Like we we know what he's done with with Trevor Lawrence passing to him. Yeah, he's he's, been do, he's already been doing it this year. I think that people waiting for Calvin Ridley to take his role, like. I don't know if it's going to happen. Christian Kirk is already yeah. doing what people wanted Calvin Ridley to do. You're way better off just going with a proven player than this assumption that Calvin Ridley is going to somehow magically take their like, spot. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, don't believe it just because people say it's going to happen. You know, like, look at what's happening. Yeah, we have numbers now to look at. I think that the whole Calvin Ridley narrative would be a whole lot different if he didn't have that one really good game at the beginning of the season. Yeah. But what's happened since then, you know? Uh, like, uh, nothing. Like, absolutely nothing. <laughs> absolutely nothing. I'd say also uh, Kyron Williams against the Eagles. You have to start him. You have to start him? But he's, I, I don't like it Those all. are my favorite types of sits, honestly. Just like, just, you're going to have to start sit Kyron Williams? No, you can't say sit Kyron Williams. But, like, hearkening back to my Justin Jefferson sit last, last season, like, it's just. But Kyron Williams is very touchdown dependent. Yeah. And he's not a very efficient runner so yeah. far. And he's going up against the Eagles defense, which is really good. Right. And so I just don't see him having a good week this week. Yeah, speaking of Kyron Williams, we had didn't we discuss something along the lines of him having like just a ludicrous amount of touches? Yeah, so I have um some more stats to pull up for that. Uh since we've gone through our starts and sits, right. I have some notes I've been writing. Uh, very important handcuffs to roster. Important? Is this the handcuff episode? The would handcuff you say? episode? Maybe. I think so. We have. I mean, because we have enough data now to kind of know the. I the think touch, four, the touch trends. Four weeks is a good. Like how, good how much volume? Trends, yeah. How much volume? Like running backs are getting. Um, and so here are our top five: are uh, Christian McCaffrey. At number one, by far. Right. He's at, he has 90, and everyone else is either like 85 or lower. Ouch. Uh, that poor man. Or no, sorry. He is 98. Uh, so if you don't have Elijah Mitchell, if Elijah Mitchell's a free agent, you should pick him up. Most definitely. Uh, like 100%, especially with Christian McCaffrey's injury yeah. history. And Elijah, Mich- uh, Elijah Mitchell's is, uh, injury history. Whew, tongue twister. Also a little bit concerning as well, but yeah, if you uh, Jordan Mason would be the backup after that. True, so just to, just to put that out. Just there. something to think about. I think that's good to put that. Um, on the, the but yeah, ninety eight is a lot to put it into context. <laughs> Tony Pollard's been having a huge volume this season, and he only has eighty eight touches. he's, yeah. he's number two. Um, so Rico Doubt Rico Dowdle is someone who should be rostered if you can. Uh, 
especially considering Tony Pollard uh, hasn't really ever had a volume anywhere close to this, like ever degree, in his entire career. His entire career. So now here's a question: uh, judging off of Christian McCaffrey's average stat of carries per game, how many times is Christian McCaffrey gonna run the football this entire year? Total? Yeah. Just take a guess. How many times is he going to touch it? How many times is he going to run, run it? Sp- in specific? How many times is he going to be given the ball? Um, in the backfield. Not in the backfield. Yeah. Um, probably, I would say, like, 300. Mm. Try 416. 416, and that's not counting catches. That's not counting receptions. That's insane. So if you can trust Christian McCaffrey for 416, for 416 carries, yeah. by all means, don't pick up Elijah Mitchell then. No, Elijah Mitchell is, like, he needs to be rostered. <laughs> like, even if you don't own Christian McCaffrey, like, you he's, gotta pick him he's up. He's one of the most valuable handcuffs you can have, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Rico Dowdle is, we've seen, he was, he played pretty well in, uh, game against the cardinals yeah i remember once they took tony pollard out yeah. Nico dowdle kind of showed he why had, he actually had a pretty good game he, he looked did. pretty solid he kind of solid. isaiah pacheco-esque yeah he and so i think that if tony pollard does get hurt rico dowdle like steps into a monstrous workload mm-hmm. you know and he immediately is like an rb2 no love for deuce vaughn no i don't i just <laughs> i just don't see it as much yeah you don't see deuce vaughn because he's five six yeah uh, he's, uh, he's quite tiny after tony pollard travis Etienne has the next most at 83 touches wow so tank i did bigsby should be rostered anyway i in, think you should uh, i think tank bigsby is going to be rostered i think tank any, bigsby is already rostered any given espn league i will check the stats right now on tank yeah just to see how many people he's rostered on wow only 15 percent Fifteen percent of ESPN teams have Tank Bigsby he on the roster. roster. He needs to be rostered. If you have an extra hell? spot, pick him up. Yeah, most definitely. Josh Jacobs is next with eighty touches. This is a little bit more uh, iffy, but mm-hmm. just not because of his volume, but because behind him is Amir Abdullah, who and Zamir White and Zamir White, and neither of them have really shown anything. Well, Amir Abdullah is thirty. First yeah. of all, and then Zamir White is probably the more exciting kind of guy. But at the same time, it's I don't know. I wouldn't pick them up. Until, I wouldn't pick them until up until Josh Jacobs gets hurt. Yeah, it's kind of it tough. It's tough to to say that because yeah. obviously, if Josh Jacobs ever gets hurt, if he's gonna be on the waivers, it's gonna be a bit of a scramble. Yeah. Just name. This is more name. This is more of a name to remember. It's a name to remember. Uh, Derek Henry is next after Josh Jacobs. Oh, now this is somebody you touches. Tajay Spears, if he's available, because yes. not only Love Tajay Spears. is he immediately an RB two if Derek Henry is oh hurt. God. Even without Derrick Henry right now, he's I still he, relevant. Yeah, he still has the talent. I'm starting him this week. What? <laughs> but that's only because what did you just half say? of my team, because I have Rashad White, Jerome Ford, DK Metcalf, and could, all of them are out okay, with the bye. Okay. He could get a touchdown. Who knows? If he gets a touchdown, yeah. But if if Derrick Henry is hurt, he's a little bit older. He, got, he might. He has the turf toe. The turf toe he has thing. the bicep stuff that he's uh, not dealing with. It's just and like, he's getting a lot of volume, so mm-hmm. it's possible. And Tajay Spears has shown to be really talented, and so I'd be excited yeah. about that. Uh, other names to kind of remember: Ronnie Rivers, backup for Kyron. I like Ronnie Rivers as uh, well. Kyron also has a r- lot of volume, uh, and it's interesting to see like how that's going to pan out over the season. So just remember that name, Ronnie Rivers. Ronnie Rivers. Uh, but yeah, those are kind of the guys I was. I was bringing up um, Zach Charbonnet. Zach Charbonnet is another good one. Yeah, but I think that's a little bit different. I think that's more uh, because he's carving out a role regardless. Yeah, less of a handcuff. More, but he of like is a, still a very good handcuff. Yeah, in my opinion. Here's a question: Would you rather have Zach Charbonnet is more of a Tajay Spears mold, in my opinion? It's gonna be a horrible, horrible question. But would you rather have Zach Charbonnet or Jameer Gibbs? I'd, have, I'd rather have Jameer Gibbs for sure, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, because he already has a role, like, in the offense. Like, he's, already, he's he's not scoring what people want, but he's still scoring points. In a weird way, yes. So, I, just, I, I, I think that Gibbs. 
Zach Charbonnet's floor is like three points. Jameer Gibbs' floor is like five. Seven, it's seven points. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know. I think that Charbonnet probably does have more upside if if uh, Kenneth Walker is hurt yeah. than Jameer Gibbs, which is insane. <laughs> I can't believe the words that just left your mouth are true. But, yeah, it's true, I think. It's fucking true. I know. It's just like yeah. Jameer Gibbs is like... I hate to say I told you so. Not his, not his fault. I wish we just were able to start like, like one week. But the thing is, before September, the issue is it's we not going to talk about like what we expect and predictions and stuff. Yeah, it's not, it's not going to change. That's the thing. Cause, yeah, because the lines are winning games, and Dan Campbell is stubborn. Well, I don't know if he's stubborn like in that regard. He, he is stubborn. He might incorporate Jameer Gibbs. I don't think he's going to. Well, he's not, Dave, he's not in charge of the offense. That's that, the thing. It's Ben Johnson. We're going to have to see right, if Ben but I Johnson. I think David Montgomery is the most Dan Campbell player. <laughs> yes, and very I much. I think he just wants to, like... Just a hard-nosed fucker. He has, like, 12 broken tackles, leads the NFL in broken, broken tackles. tackles. Like, that's the most Dan Campbell And he did it with shit. Jamal Williams, too, and, like... I just think that it's... <sighs> David Montgomery is just a much better Jamal Williams, and Dan Campbell probably eats that shit up. <laughs> and I just don't... Yes. I just don't think Jameer Gibbs is gonna displace. I don't think he's gonna. I just think they don't. They haven't figured him out yet as a player. I don't know. Like Jameer Gibbs as a caliber of player is. I'm gonna give the Lions the benefit of the benefit of the doubt because they're my team and I love them. But I just don't think if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I don't think it's broke. I think that it takes a really special offensive mind to incorporate a Jameer Gibbs. And use him effectively, if that makes sense. He, if he was on the the Dolphins, if he's on the Dolphins or the 49ers, I think Jameer Gibbs would be insane, f- like wild. He'd yeah. be awesome. But I think the Lions, the Chiefs. I think the Lions, not even the Chiefs, because they're pretty. The Chiefs like pretty bland. They're pretty one dimensional. Yeah, I'm not like I. The Chiefs are a really good team, not because they have some crazy scheme or like. They're gonna outcoach people. It's just they do their thing the best out of any team in the league. And if you have a team that can beat the Chiefs at that one thing, then you're gonna win. But yeah. you know they don't. The fact that Isaiah Pacheco is doing so well right now baffles me. Yeah, I'm so shocked that Andy Reid has incorporated the run game, and it makes me really happy as an Isaiah Pacheco owner. But like, still, it's it's incredible. But yeah. back to Jameer Gibbs, I think that you could probably hope to see some, I'm going to say increased production, maybe. I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to say like towards the end of the, oh my God, excuse me, towards the end of the year. So I have a few like different things I want to hit before we uh, Absolutely. leave. Absolutely. We kind of already went over the, my Jameer Gibbs take. I think David Montgomery is going to be RB1 the rest of the season. Really? Top 12. Like middle or of back RB1? End, like back end? I think he'll probably be like RB8, running back 8, running okay. back 6. <sighs> I just think like oh he's going to get so many touchdowns. Oh, my God. Where was Jamal Williams? He was top 12 last year. Was he? I think so. Let's see here. At least for a while he was. Um... I just think David Montgomery is definitely, if he stays healthy, he's going to be in the top 12 for sure. Yeah. 100%. Um, I think that some other stuff that I had written down here, uh, I want to go over my Jerome Ford <laughs> stats real quick because I, I did some research here on Jerome Ford. Get excited. This is, this is going to blow your guys' mind. So Jerome Ford got a lot of hype. From us, from the world, when Nick Chubb got hurt. Yes, he did. Um, and subsequently, Kareem Hunt was signed by the Browns, and people are kind of out a little bit on Jerome Ford. Eh, uh, I'm not out, but I think that I don't doubt it. The, the expectation from him is a little bit lower now. Um, but I want to put into perspective what is happening. Uh, last game, Jerome Ford played 62% of the snaps against the Ravens. And Kareem Hunt played 22%. And Pierre Strong played 13%. And some of that is only because they took Jerome Ford out of the game mm-hmm. once they were clearly losing in the fourth quarter. Um, Jerome Ford has only started against really good run defenses. 
i.e. the Ravens and the Titans. Right. The Titans is like a pass funnel uh, defense. And so that's why his uh, yards per carry stat doesn't look very good. Um, but let's put this in perspective, right? Let's put this in perspective. I have some stats for you. Jerome Ford faces a stacked front. A stacked front? Let me define say? that for, for you casuals at home. <laughs> a stacked for you, front. For you plebeians at home. A stacked front is when the defense has eight players in the box. Okay. As opposed to how many? As opposed to seven standard and six is a light front. Okay. So eight is you're really like fronting. You're going to, you have a lot to stop the run. Right. Uh, he faces it 36% of the time. And that is third in the NFL among running backs. Interesting. So the third most stacked fronts. For context, DeAndre Swift faces it 2% of the time, <laughs> which is 47th. Which is so funny. So he's like on and the... Why do I have him as a reference because he's like the polar opposite of situation. Forward. And now why do you think that they stacked the box against the Cleveland Browns? Because the Cleveland Browns to this point have not had a good pass, passing offense. Because of Deshaun Watson. Because of Deshaun Watson. Right. And so it just makes sense to take away the run game, which... T- like historically the Browns have been a lot better at. Okay. Um, but I think that the passing game for the Browns will improve over the course of the season. And so do you have numbers? This is kind of, I don't expect you to have this, but do you happen to know what the numbers are like without Nick Chubb perhaps? Uh, still, for, still the same. Would you say for stacking the boxes, you know? So, if Jerome Ford is in the backfield, then Nick Chubb isn't in the backfield. Okay, so that's, just that's it's the completely way it, void of yeah, Nick Chubb. Okay, never mind. That's, that's the way it works. Heard that. So, got some other stuff here for you. <laughs> got some other run blocking rating uh, for Ford. When Ford is running, is rushing. Yeah. Uh, his run block rating, which is his the blocking for him, not by him, uh, to allow him to run. Is, has a rating of negative 36.6, which is 56th among running backs. Wow. Whereas, for comparison, DeAndre, DeAndre Swift <laughs> has a rating of 113, <laughs> which, is, which is third among running backs. So Lucky, lucky him. But I have some really positive stats for on the Jerome other hand Ford. for Jerome Ford. Oh, nice. So yards Ford. created, which mm. is... Yards after contact. Solely based off of Jerome Ford's ability. Jerome Ford, yes. Yeah, solely okay. based off of Jerome Ford. 204. Wow. For good number friend. seven. Good for number seven. In the league. In the league. Okay. Uh, DeAndre Swift is only 161. Dude, DeAndre Swift fucking sucks. But Glad no, he's still him. good. It's still 16th in the league, but puts into perspective what Jerome Ford is doing. Yeah, what kind of what kind of workload Jerome Ford is dealing with. Jerome Ford's dominator rating, what? which for context <laughs> is is the percentage of total team huh? yards and touchdowns generated on offense, not anything else. Say that again. Percentage of total team yards okay. and touchdowns generated on offense. His is 30% of the offense. So he generates so he is 30%, 30% of the offensive yards is solely based off of... Jerome, Jerome Ford. Ford carries and receptions or just carries? Yeah, all of it. Okay. Yeah. And Swift is only 11%. So it's like the question is like, do you want 11% of the the Eagles or 30% of the Browns? And you probably would want 11% of the Eagles. You probably will, maybe some days you would want, but nevertheless, it's still pretty impactful. It's still, but I'm bringing these up to illustrate that Jerome Ford has a lot of positive indicators. Right. And if you believe that the uh, passing game will improve for yeah. the Browns, which it probably will. I mean, it's hard extent. not to go any lower exactly. than the Browns exactly. right now. And also, he's only started against really, like, top 10 running defenses. Okay. And he's going the down the stretch now. Okay. He didn't start against the Steelers. Right, right, never mind. Right, right. Uh Going down the stretch, uh, he has a, a lot of weaker uh, run defenses. So I think it's going to really look up for him. Yeah. Um, jo- Jerome Ford believer. Jerome Ford believer here. So, uh, yeah. So Should I trade for Jerome Ford? I think Ford he's a maybe? buy low right now. Yeah. All right. Um, 
I have some other stuff here. We've kind of covered all of it already. Uh, Rasheed Rice is an interesting, uh, like, if you can get him for really, really cheap. Uh, mm-hmm. It's an interesting speculative thing because uh, I haven't checked recently, but before week four, he was fourth in target rate. Target rate. In the NFL, which means wow. in routes that he runs, uh, he's he gets targeted. So it's like targets per route run. Okay. So, like, he's fourth in the NFL behind, like, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, and Devontae Adams. Huh. And obviously he runs a lot less routes than those guys. Right. But when he does run routes, he's getting thrown the ball. Something to look at. His snap count is also increasing. It was until week four. Week four went down a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it's something to look at there. Mm -hmm. But in Kansas City, they haven't really – none of the other wide receivers have really separated themselves. Not at all. Rasheed Rice is really the only one with these kind of, like, interesting indicators. some promising numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it it would be – if a wide receiver on the Chiefs is going to break out, it's him. Probably Rasheed Rice. So I think okay. it's something to pay attention to. I like that stat. I like that idea. Yeah. Let's go with a frame. So that's kind of – those are the things I kind of wanted to bring up this mm-hmm. week. Uh, and I wasn't trying to just, like, hate on DeAndre Swift with these stats because I think he is – No, let's hate on DeAndre Swift. I think he's uh, – Let's hate. If you drafted DeAndre Swift, congratulations. Yeah, That might go? have been the, st- the steal of the draft. Um, uh, the steal of the draft is still up for debate. We have a lot of different players here. Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco, Pacheco was drafted way higher than DeAndre Isaiah, Swift. But no, he wasn't. Yeah, he DeAndre was. Swift was drafted after before Isaiah Pacheco. No, he wasn't. Keenan Allen Keenan might Allen be the steal. Is, yeah, definitely. We're going to have to say, but... Kobe Myers, so far, has been really good. Could be. Um, um, I think DeAndre Swift, though, is looking pretty good. Dave Montgomery. Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua. Undrafted. Un- so. no, he probably wasn't drafted in any league. But anyways, besides that, DeAndre Swift is still a very good player. And obviously he has and a he really... Has the best offensive line. The best offensive line. So, of course, he's going to be great. Everyone knows yeah. that. But, yeah. Lots of lots of food for thought this episode. Definitely. You've definitely. given me a lot to think about, Finn, I'd say. Yeah, I hope you guys listening have uh, taken what I've been saying to heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that it's important to not just go off of the community um, kind of perception of what a player is doing. Yeah. And sometimes you just need to dig a little bit deeper and you can find some uh, interesting things that yeah. might get overlooked. This is where the deals are made. This is where you can really This is where you, this is where you can capitalize. This is where win this is where losses turn into wins and right. wins turn into championships. Exactly. Quote that. This is the the good news, bad news, more news witching hour. This is the witching hour. It's the witching hour. <laughs> all right. That's all our time, ladies That's and gentlemen. That's our time, ladies oh, and I'm, gentlemen. Oh, I'm saying it. I'm saying oh, it. Oh, I'm saying it. This ain't your mama's radio show. <laughs> Baron, hey, Hunger Games. I'm still full. All right, that's going to be it. I'm have, taking you off air. Do you have anything else to say before we go? Uh, I love all you guys and, and gals. Um, I don't. Who are listening. Uh, <laughs> sports. Go sports. <laughs> I don't love you. I do. I'm just kidding. Bye. 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 <laughs>